0: Of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. It's The Ramsey Show, where America hangs out to have a conversation about your life and your money. I'm Ramsey personality George Campbell, joined this hour by best selling author and host of The Ken Coleman Show, Ken Coleman himself. And we are here to take your calls at 888 825 825 5225 If you've got money questions, I'm here for you. If you've got questions around purpose and career and work and is now the time to switch jobs, you just get laid off, Ken is here to help. So give us a call. 888 825
1: You know what, George? I've learned in my life that every time I've had some personal growth, an area of my life where I've grown personally, I always see professional and financial growth Ooh. as a result of that. And uh, so uh, for, if you're new to the audience, uh, I, I'm your personal growth coach, your, your work on purpose, more money, more meaning guy. Uh, so uh, always love to take those calls. If you feel stuck, let's get you unstuck today. So you ready to roll? I'm ready. You look let's fantastic go. in your denim shirt, by Thank the way. you, Ken. Yeah. Wow. Man. See see what I did
0: there? It's good to have friends Make like Ken. Make George
1: feel good about himself so that now he gives better advice.
0: Taken aback. There Well, let's see if Kevin gets that advice. He's in Turnersville, New Jersey. Kevin. Welcome to the show. How you doing?
2: Hey, George. Hey, Ken. Thanks for taking my call. I really appreciate this. this you bet. Cool.
0: <laughs> What's going on?
2: All right. So um, I just finished baby step three. I'm on the baby step four, five, and six. Awesome. I don't have to do five. I don't have any kids in school, but I'm about to start adding 15% into my 401k, okay? And my Roth 401k is that I get a 6% match on, okay? But because I'm 55 years old, I'm allowed to do what they call a... um catch-up contribution, and my catch-up contribution is another $7,500 that I can con- contribute to that for the year. Do I do that, or do I just stay with the 15%, take the 6% match, and then work on the house with the extra money that I get for my, for my monthly um, pay, income?
0: How much do you have in retirement right now?
2: I'm sitting at like 400 k
0: Oh, nice. Okay. I thought you were going to tell me you had nothing in there. So that makes me feel a whole lot better. What's left on the mortgage?
2: Uh, it's about 190.
0: And what's your household income?
2: Uh, right now it's sitting at, at like close to 100. Okay. Like 99.
0: Love it. And do uh, you see yourself continuing to work for another five, 10 years. What's that looking like?
2: 10, ten years, um, you know, probably sixty-five in ten years. So, ten years, maybe, maybe a little bit longer,
3: but you
0: know. <laughs> well, I would stay the course. Uh, that the latter on what you said, which is fifteen percent, uh, that's going to get you. It won't get you quite close to maxing out the Roth four hundred one k. But with that match, you're getting a hundred percent return on that six percent, which is great. And so, with all the margin okay. you have beyond that, I'm going to throw it at the house. You got one ninety left okay. on the house. You make a hundred. I would set a real hard goal of saying, hey, in four years, I want this mortgage gone. Okay, all right. That puts that's you at 59, that's, that's making 100K. I was at three, was at
2: three years with them. I love that. Money, but Let's go for three work, years.
0: Because yeah. then three years from okay. now, then we can start maxing out the Roth 401k, doing all of the contributions we can with the, the catch-up. There's also other ways you can... Um, really kickstart that retirement, which is backdoor Roth IRAs, mega backdoor Roth IRAs. So there's a lot of options for you. Maxing out your HSA is another great thing to do at that point. But I would focus on Mm -hmm. that house payoff and use that and dangle that carrot of more contributions coming up in three years.
2: Got it. All right. Uh, Thanks for the clear path. that's, that's 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 what I needed. I'm glad I called today.
0: You got it, Kevin. We are here to help, my friend. Appreciate it. All right, let's move on to Billy in Atlanta. Billy, welcome to the show.
3: I really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much. Sure. What's going on today? Uh, So just a question around 401, having to move it out of a old employment uh, retirement fund and going to take a penalty regardless of leaving it there or or moving it because the new job doesn't offer one for two years. So advice on that, do I leave it there and just continue with the market up and downs, or do I take that full penalty on a cash withdrawal to pay off a little bit of debt? Why do you need to withdraw it? Why don't you
0: just do a direct rollover to an IRA and avoid all penalties?
3: According to the retirement plan now, even doing a rollover to the IRA requires a penalty. They don't have that option pre-built in and it would be similar to taking a cash withdrawal or withdrawing it from the current plan and starting a new traditional plan.
0: I have never heard of an an employer not allowing you to do a direct rollover without penalties. You're 100% sure on that?
3: I am pretty sure I've spent countless hours on with this retirement plan and I'm I'm about 99% sure there is a penalty to roll it over into more a traditional style.
0: Okay. Well, either way, whatever it's going to take to get that into an IRA, that would be my move versus, versus moving it over to your new employer. So you
3: already have the new job? I do. Yeah, and what's, is it, into it
0: similar retirement plan
3: there? Um, similar. I didn't, Of course, I don't know all the options yet just because I'm not to that time point, but from what I've seen, uh, it is very similar.
0: Okay. Well, I would also get in touch with a SmartVestor Pro and see what your options are. They can, they'll they be more knowledgeable on the ins and outs of 401k plans and help you navigate this to limit any fees or penalties you would pay. Okay. Because I've never heard of this where you can't do a direct rollover. Do you know what the penalty is?
3: Uh,
0: 18%. 18% in penalties for doing a direct rollover? Yes. All right. I mean, I'm, I'm looking into it here to see if that's a thing out there. I've never heard of this. Ken, have you ever heard of penalties I on this?
1: haven't, and I know you're 99% sure, but I can't tell you how many times I've told Stacy, my wife, that I'm 100% sure that I'm putting this thing together properly, all to find out that I wasn't sure at all. I, I really do think that you need to st- speak with one or two of our SmartVestor pros in your area. Do you have a SmartVestor pro from Ramsey? Uh, no, I do not. I, this is a phone call. Uh RamseySolutions.com, your area there a lot of smart investor pros have a conversation with them that's what they do these are people that we vetted they don't work for us they're they're independent or they work for organizations but they they teach the way we teach and they are experts on this they need to look at the fine print they need to advise you on this I'm a little skeptical and I just know how many times I've been 99 sure and all to find out that I was 100% wrong
0: Yeah. I can't imagine that every employee that's ever left that company has taken an 18% hit on their retirement account when they leave. It just doesn't make sense to me. So I'm not saying you're wrong. It may just be a weird fluke in in their system and their contract, but I would triple check on because what everything I'm saying is a direct rollover is exactly what helps you do this without penalty, without creating taxable events. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Wishing you the best of best of luck, man.
3: Yeah, and just on a side note, even cashing it out to pay off roughly 20000 $50, in 50000 in total debt and still adding some to the bank account wouldn't be an option.
0: No, I would definitely not do that. It's not worth the penalties and fees. You're unplugging all of the growth and compound interest that could be happening. Use your future income and any savings, liquid cash, to do that, but do not rob your future to pay off the past. That is a bad idea, my friend. Thanks for the call. More of your calls coming up, 888 825 This is The Ramsey Show.
3: Hey, guys, it's Rachel Cruz here to tell you about a faith-based alternative to health insurance that can make health care more affordable. Christian Healthcare Ministries. CHM allows members to share each other's health care costs, and it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, choose the health care provider you want. Step two, submit your eligible bills. And step three, get reimbursed. CHM members take care of your eligible medical bills. With no network and the freedom to choose your healthcare provider, CHM is the best option for Christians who wanna take care of their families and help other believers. Find out more at chministries.org slash budget. That's chministries.org slash budget.
0: Welcome back to The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined this hour by Ken Coleman. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You jump in, we'll talk about your life, your work, your career, your purpose, your money. We are here for you to help you take that right next step. Our question of the day is brought to you by Ottomans. Ottomans, when you just need to get your feet up. It's what they're there for. Yep. Love it. Today's question comes from Al in Virginia. He asks, what is your recommended percentage of income going into retirement if you're debt-free and you own your home? Is it still 15%? Currently, I'm right at 30% and I'm 51 years old with north of $1 million in assets, 50% of which is in a 401k. Is it possible to invest too much? I love this question. Mm -hmm. And I love where Al is at financially. So, if you're tracking with the baby steps, Al is at baby step seven, the final baby step, because he has a paid for home, no debt, he's got money in the bank. And so, at baby step seven, you can invest more than 15% to your heart's desire. It's build wealth and give. And there's no uh, parameters around that. And it's for a good reason. It looks different for everyone. So, is it possible to invest too much? I think it's a great question because on one hand, on the financial side, no. You could have $5 million. You could have $10 million from retirement. You could have $20 million. It only gives you more options, a bigger legacy, uh, and more responsibility to manage, but it's a great problem to have. Yeah, it really is. And
1: again, it just speaks to uh, people who are new to this process. When you get a question like this and you hear this, like, this is possible you can do this. There's a reason why there's seven baby steps. And I love that it's a a way for many of you who feel like this is so very far off to
0: realize it's attainable. Well, and at 51 with a million dollars in assets, while that's an incredible milestone, it's probably not enough to retire off of no. for the next 40 years if you want to have a really great retirement. So, Well,
1: let's also point out that he's 51 and then, you know, average length of life. I mean, he's still got a long way to go in a good way. He's yeah. going to keep racking it up.
0: 40, 50 years, you go, how much do I need to live? And so a good rule of thumb is to go, how much do I want to live off in retirement and yearly income? Multiply that by 25. And that gives you a really good number. And here's why. Um, There's something called the Trinity study out there, Ken, that said if you peel off 4% of your nest egg every year, your initial balance should remain where it is. Nice. So if you have a million bucks, you can peel off 4% without really ever touching that million dollars. That's a great exercise. And so as far as investing too much, I would always uh, caution you to invest more than you think you'll need because... Taxes are going to continue to go up. Inflation's going yes. to continue to go up. You don't know what's going to happen in the future, where you're going to want to live. And so I always want more options versus less. Yeah. Now, here's why I will say you're you're investing too much. If you are miserable in your everyday life, but you are at least a great saver, but you your wife wants to go on vacation and you won't take her, even though you don't have any debt and you've got a million dollars. That's where I would say, let's dial it back so we can actually enjoy the next few years of our life while we're still young and able. Let's travel. Let's do those things. So if you're allocating to spending and to giving, then the rest can go to saving, and you can do that with intentionality and no regret. Yeah, I I love that plan. And and again,
1: very simple. That 4% rule is a great rule for people to get an idea of what I want to get to so I can live the life that I think I want to.
0: Absolutely. And uh, if you were going, well, that feels impossible because I'm 51. I have nothing saved. There is still hope for you. We might need to reset the expectations of what we thought retirement would be. We might need to look at a different place to live, to downsize our house, to downsize our life. But you can still retire with dignity if you follow this Ramsey plan. If you get out of debt and have a pile of money in the bank and you're investing towards the future, future, you can still have a great retirement. Here's a thought. Just a thought, George. We, we should probably talk about this sometime on the show. Uh,
1: we are seeing baby boomers retire At record rates. So we're kind of in the middle of this, and it's going to be interesting to see over the next five to 10 years, or let's call it 15 years, what does the data show us about these large amounts of of baby boomers uh, retiring? Because retiring, if it is the notion that it is, I'm not going to ever work again, and um, I'm just going to sit around the house and watch TV, take a good afternoon nap, that's resigning. That I'm old and I'm dying. I, I, I think retiring needs to have a component of certainly hobbies and things that you enjoy where you are active mentally and physically, but I also think it needs to have a level of contribution. And while it may not be working the same amount of hours, um, I, I when I look at retirement age, it has n- has no picture at all with me not working. Am I working less? Am I working at a... Uh, slower pace, sure. Am I playing more and traveling more? Absolutely. But contributing through some type of work, it's got to be the case. Uh, And I just think aging studies, if you want to go look at these things, do your own homework, it shows that. Staying active is not just go to your swim class at the YMCA and play golf with the guys on Saturday morning. So I just think it's really interesting. For those of you that are like, I'm 51 and I'm just starting, you know what? It's possible for you to enter into retirement age have money, work some, and still have a great lifestyle. It's not all on, I got to just live off the 401k. That may be controversial to some, but I just think we're going to see that that shifts
0: with younger generations. Absolutely. And there's only so much on Netflix before you get bored. Oh, You need to have a little bit of purpose in life. So great reminders there, Ken. All right, let's go to the phones. Mitch is in Atlanta. Mitch, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, how you doing? Thank you for Oh, man, this is incredible. Thanks for taking my call. Oh,
0: happy <laughs> to do it.
2: Thanks for calling. Wow, here's where I am. I, in t- 2008, I'm a full-time realtor. I've been a realtor for 25 years. In 2008, nine, when the market changed, I lost everything. So I did foreclosure. A uh, year and a half later, I bought a house of $40,000. And my parents are renovators, so they came down and renovated the house. So the house is. I have no debt. You know, I paid the house off. It's probably worth about 300000 now. And I have no, no debt. You know, I do a debit card. I've got 6,000 in checking. I've got 23,000 in savings. I I have a lot of free time. I'm, I'm still working full time as a realtor, but I have a lot of free time and I don't know what to do now. Uh, I don't know if I, I know if I can score anymore, you know, no debt, uh, zero. Uh, and I don't, I don't spend on anything. I don't pay, I don't buy anything. I just don't know what to do at this point. If my my parents, if they pass away, which would be the worst day of my life, they have about thirteen houses. So me and my fam, my brother, and my sister would will, will be looking pretty good with money. When you
1: say you but, don't know what to do, do you mean do with your day because you're just not interested in selling houses anymore? Is that what you're saying?
2: No, I do. I do. I just I want to have a retirement, and I just don't know where to. How to do it? I mean, you know, I've got the six percent. I've got money in the bank, but I need retirement, and I don't know how. It sounds like the
0: the real estate properties would become part of your portfolio to cash flow some retirement. Correct? Yes. But for now, let's say your parents live much longer. What would you do if you retired tomorrow? Where would your income come from?
2: Um. Well, I, I I do I do cars as a hobby.
0: Have you been but investing at all into the market?
2: No, I, no. that's the problem. I don't know where to invest and what to do. I I'm, I have zero clue about what to do from here. So
1: you have no uh, 401k, no retirement
0: accounts no, at all? No IRAs. No. Okay.
2: No. That would be a good first guess, step. How old are you? I'm 59. And I guess I'm at step seven of your baby steps. How much cash do no you debt. have in the bank? I got 22000 in savings and 6000 in checking.
0: That would be basically your emergency fund and spending money, maybe a little bit more. So we still need yeah. to figure out retirement income. What are you making per year on average?
2: Fifty between fifty and sixty thousand.
1: So you're not selling a ton of homes.
2: No, I'm not doing a lot. Um, market's crazy; it's up and down. But no, I'm not doing a, a ton of ton of business.
1: Well. I tell you what, this is complex. So, George, let's hold uh, Mitch over because I think there are a lot of people that are in his shoes. Mitch, George's going to walk you through step-by-step step what you need to do uh, because there is time. We were just talking about this, and you've got unlimited potential with that income, especially in the Atlanta
0: area. So uh, let's hang on. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a financial component here, and there's also a purpose component that I want Ken to dig into because you're 59, you got a whole life ahead of you, and you're going, I don't know, man. I don't know what's next. And we want to help you with that, Mitch. So hang on the line. We'll be right back here on The Ramsey Show. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Ken Coleman this hour. I know we get a lot of new listeners this time of year. And so if you're a new listener and you're going, what is all this stuff? They keep mentioning Baby Step 3B and 4 and 7. What is all this about? Well, we made an incredible tool for you at RamseySolutions.com. You can click on the Get Started button and we will help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. We'll give you all the tools and resources we can to help you along this journey. All right, so before the break, we were talking to Mitch in Atlanta. Here's the situation. He's in Baby Step 7. He's got a paid-for home worth three hundred grand. he has got 23000 in savings, 6000 in checking, and he's been a real estate agent for 25 years but has not done any investing, and he's trying to figure out what is next. Mitch, welcome back. You still with us?
2: You just nailed it. Yeah. Good. Yes, Good summary
0: skills? Okay.
2: Uh, yes. <laughs> so, yes.
0: You said your parents have a bunch of property. They have about 13 properties that you would inherit solely?
2: Uh, it would be me, my brother, and my sister. So we're probably looking about maybe 600000 each, probably. Worth of property. At
0: least. Do you think they would want to sell it, or do they want to keep it and use the cash flow as income?
2: Uh, we've been, they've been talking about selling. They've sold, sold one. They bought another one. They just buy and sell, and I don't know. You know. They're 80 and 83 years old and they just don't want to stop working uh they're both really in really good shape um they live close to nashville too so i'm i'm that's close to my hometown um but you know i just don't so let's find a plan for
0: mitch aside from whatever happens later down the line i want to make sure that you know what to do in the next five ten fifteen years
2: yes So
0: on one side, financially, we've got to get you investing. You're at a great place to do it because you have no debt, including a mortgage payment. And so there's a lot of options for real estate agents. Number one, you can look into IRAs. Roth IRA is going to be a great option for you. And you can look into, are you self-employed, no employees?
2: Self-employed, Okay.
0: You can also look into a SEP IRA which is for self-employed folks uh, that have no employees, and you can contribute up to 25% of your income, which is incredible comparatively to a lot of other investing options. Okay. So those are two options right off the bat that I can think of. Solo 401ks are also an option. I would connect with a SmartVestor Pro at RamseySolutions.com who can walk you through all of the options for your specific situation.
2: Do I look pretty good on paper with my age and no debt? I mean, where do I stand? Well, you need more
0: income. As far as retiring tomorrow, you'd have nothing to live off of. And so that's the only concern. You're in a great spot financially compared to the rest of America. And so the goal right now is to get you a little nest egg to create some cash flow so that when you want to retire 10 years from now and not have to work, you're able to do that.
2: So a second job is what I need to do, I think. Um, Well,
0: I'm going to push you on that.
2: I don't know if you need a
1: second job. I think you need either to do better in your job or get a better job, and I'm not in any way uh, criticizing you, but I lived in the Atlanta Mm -hmm. area for 11 years, Mm -hmm. and a real estate agent who's only making $50,000 a year in the Atlanta area either doesn't want to make much more than that or doesn't really like it and there's something that's kind of holding you back from really getting after it. How many homes did you, you sell in 2022? Well, hold on, hold on a second. I want to get the answer there. What? So I just nailed it. What did I nail? Uh,
2: because I'm I've done it for 25 years, and and you know, I people are just not the same as they used to be. And you know, dealing with the public, people are just mean. They're just mean people out there, and, and I'm just having a deal uh, hard time dealing with people's ad- attitudes and everything else. Okay, and, so that's um, what's
1: keeping you from getting after it. You just you have a there's not much to encourage you to get out there and kill something and drag it home. Correct. Okay. Correct. All right. So that's because you're not really wired for this. I don't know that people are any more rude or, or than they were 20 years ago. It's a tough business to get out there and put yourself out there because it's got a lot of rejection associated with it. If you don't get people listing with you uh, or people, uh, you know, buying from you and and I just, I think you're in the wrong business.
2: Cars are my passion. Uh, real estate used to be my passion. But what do you when just, you
1: say cars are your passion? What do you mean, flipping them, renovating them, mechanics? What, well, are we, what are we talking about?
2: I have a car. I have a car channel on YouTube, and and I just love finding cars and saving them from being crushed or whatever.
1: What do you do with them when uh, you save them?
2: Well, I've helped people. I found how people will call me, and I have tried to you know find cars for people, and I've done that a lot lately, but. I don't make any really money off that, but I just like buying these, okay. especially Jaguars and Trans Ams. I just love these cars and I want to save as much as I can and be right. saving a car.
1: All right. So while I love, me, I love that, I love that we're beginning to see something that fires you up. Okay. So you love restoration, renovation, that, that there's something there. So you need to get into that type of business. You've got to be making money and yeah. real estate's. I mean, again, you can get over this and kind of bite the bullet and start getting more active. And I would recommend that for the next however many months it's going to take for you to get clear on what it is you really want to do and what you may have to do to get qualified to do it. But if you just started like flipping cars and getting serious about it, you may have to sell a house or two and take some of that commission and put it towards now I'm going to go buy a car. I'm going to buy a car for five or six grand. That with about three to six grand of work, I can sell it for
2: twenty. All right. You're, you're, the, the, the profit you just said exactly what I'm wanting to do. Then you're do right. it. Yep.
1: Do it because exactly. here's the deal: you should be highly motivated right now because you're not making enough money, Mitch. You should be making six figures or more. But yes. but to get you to six figures is all about getting serious, and and I think you've got a highly highly motivated cause right now, which is. I need to get busy funding my retirement. I've done some good things. I've lived on less than I make. I have no debt. That's all great. But now it's about income. You need to do something that makes your heart swell, brother.
2: Not free. <sighs> You're right. What's going on? You're right. What's I know. Going on? Where's just, this
1: emotion coming from? What's going on?
2: Just, I'm just tired. I'm just tired of... Uh just tired of getting out there and doing the best I can, but I, I keep getting, you know, it just it don't seem to be working out It's not working anymore.
1: Out. It's not working out because it's actually not your best. And it's not because you're lazy. It's because you got yourself into a role that's just not a good fit for you. It's why I teach we are on purpose, Mitch, we are doing what we were born to do when we use what we do best that's talent to do something we love that's passion to produce results that matter to us and you've never had that so you're on fire I used to be when was it Not when, now. what were you when, when you were what were you
2: doing when you were on fire I was, well I was really loving when I did the, the thing I love to do is find homes for people that need a home I, I love being a part of their new adventure and their new life.
1: Well, no, something changed. So we don't need to recycle what we've talked about so yeah. far, but you can regather that. Maybe you should start looking for the people that really need the extra help. People that are looking for a house that they don't know where to find it. Maybe it's lower income or maybe it's but you need to get some juice, man. And and you need to think about the cars and all of that, but start doing something that you love, that you look forward to when you get out of bed, not something you're worried about dealing with. And that's what's going on. That's why you're exhausted to the point of emotional.
2: You're, you're nailing it right on the head. Everything you're saying is exactly what I thought. Actually, I knew it. I just need to hear it. You needed
1: a push. Need you, needed, it. Yeah, you Yeah, you needed a push. There yeah, is work that you were put on this planet to do, and there are people on the other side of that work, Mitch. And you need to reconnect with your heart and work that fires you up because you look forward to it, you enjoy it, and it produces a result. That gives you satisfaction and significance. George. I love this. There's the, the, he's literally emotionally drained because it's been so long. He thinks it's too late. That, but it's been so long since he got up and finished a day of work where he felt good about himself.
0: Mm. That's a heavy weight. Absolutely. Hey, Mitch, I want to send you Ken's book, From Paycheck to Purpose, as well as his Get Clear Career Assessment. I think those two resources are going to help you step into this next chapter of your life. Call it an encore career, but you're not done, Mitch. You've got a lot of contribution to make in this world, and I'm excited to see you step into that with no debt. What a great place to start. Thank you for the call, brother. This is The Ramsey Show. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm George Campbell, joined by Ken Coleman this hour. Open phones at 888-825-5225. You jump in. Let's talk about your career, your work, your purpose, your life, your money. We are here for you. Now, Ken, we just talked to a a guy named Mitch, and it was more of a purpose call than a financial call, and I gifted him the Get Clear Career Assessment. We didn't have time to get into what that even is, but it's such a helpful tool for folks like Mitch who are going, what I'm doing It ain't it, and I'm not sure what the next thing is.
1: Yeah, so what is the Get Clear assessment? It is a 20-minute or less assessment, 15 to 20 minutes. We do the hard work by asking you specific questions that will give you answers that reveal to you what you do best. Think of your talent, your strengths as tools. So you get a detailed report on your top talents – then you get a detailed report on your top passions. We use the word passion in this assessment to describe work you love to do. You look forward to it, and when you're in the middle of it, time seems to disappear. And then the final uh, report you'll get in the assessment is um, your top missional result. In other words, what motivates you? What results do you want to put into the world? And so then we put it all together in a purpose statement that allow you to have a high-level job description of essentially what is your sweet spot, this role that you were created to fill. And here's the good news. It'll lead to many different career paths. Uh, could be many different types of jobs. But in one purpose statement and then the deep dive of the report that you get, you're going to be able to know what you do best, what you love to do, and what results matter to you. And uh, it becomes essentially, George, a 30,000-foot view of the world at work for you that would give you meaning and allow you to make money. So, Uh, It's a great resource. You can get it at RamseySolutions.com. It's called the Get Clear Career Assessment, and it will give you clarity. And here's what I know, George. When a person is clear, they are confident. And when a person is confident, they can be courageous when life throws things at them, whether they're trying to win financially, win relationally, or professionally. So So that's why we created it. It's a wonderful gift to someone, maybe that kid who's getting ready to graduate this year uh it's work for it works for students college students husbands that are stuck wives that are feeling like oh i want to come back into the workforce maybe what would i do it's a wonderful application so check it out the get clear career assessment at dot
0: love it all right let's get to the phones robert awaits us in my hometown of boston massachusetts robert welcome to the show
2: hi how are you guys
0: we are doing great how can
2: we help oh, thanks for taking my call um so I'm 23 years old and I uh, just paid off my student loans in one year, which is $27,000. Way to um, go. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I have an IT job right now. I'm making $70,000 a year. And with that, I get a 401k and a 4% company match. So I put 10% in right now. Um, and I think that's looking pretty good. Uh, but So I live at home with my parents, friend free right now. And I pay all my expenses and I have no debt other than uh, at, at all, actually. Um, so I'm thinking of doing house hacking. To move out eventually in a couple of years. And I was wondering how I should get started with that. And what do you guys think I need to save for that?
0: How much do you have in savings right now?
2: Um, I have about 10 grand left over after paying all my student loans and stuff.
0: Okay. So let's call that your emergency fund? Yeah. Okay. And you're investing 10%. What does the company match? 4%. Well, if you're following the baby steps, are you a new listener to the plan? Uh, relatively. Okay. So you would be a, what we call baby step four, which is invest 15% of your income into retirement. So if I'm in your shoes, I'm bumping that up At, at 23 years old with no debt and some money in the bank, you're in such an incredible financial position and you're wondering, well, where does home ownership fall into this? Well, that would be baby step 3B is what we call that, saving up for that down payment on a house. And you can do this your own way when it comes to 3B and 4. Some people like to invest all 15% and keep saving for the down payment. Some people bring their investing down to nothing to save for that down payment more aggressively. So in your shoes, you're young, you could do that in order to create some more margin, but I wouldn't touch that 10,000. Let's call that savings for emergencies. So now the next yeah. goal is, how much is the house that you are looking to buy, this
2: duplex? Um, I haven't found anyone in particular, but I'm thinking around $200,000 to $400,000. That would be my range.
0: Have you actually found duplexes for sale in the Boston area in that range?
2: Um, like ones that need renovations, and I mean, they're fixer-uppers.
0: doesn't sound like you're going to have money for renovations.
3: Hmm.
0: Because your plan is, yeah. I'm going to live on one side and the renter is going to live in the other and they're going to magically pay my mortgage. Is that the idea?
3: Yeah.
1: What are the values of duplexes in these areas? I mean, do they hold their value?
2: Typically, because in the Boston area, it's very hard to get housing. Okay. I
0: imagine there's people, uh, duplexes are in high demand because of this idea that you're talking about. So I don't know that you're going to find a deal on a duplex unless it needs a lot of renovations. And man, at 23 with no money, that is a dangerous scenario. Because what happens Mm -hmm. when the tenant doesn't pay on time? Oh, and by the way, they live next door. And so anytime something happens, they're knocking on your door because they know the landlord lives next door. Oh, that's awful. And so I would just tread with caution. I know this is big advice on TikTok on the financial side of, hey, just house hack. It's so easy. You can make so much money. But man, it is so much more complicated than that. And it can be very risky. Is that what house hacking is? I, I wasn't going to ask, but now I don't care. That's the idea. I, I don't know what Robert, it is. Robert, did I sum it up well as to what house hacking basically, is? Basically, yeah. Okay. Basically what you get a is. duplex, you know, three fam- four family, and you live in one unit and you rent out the other ones, which then ideally pays for your mortgage and then some. Do you want to live with your renters? That's a really... Boy, you you ought to do that on the talk, George, because I think that would get some views for they you. Don't, nobody wants my opinion there because they're all wanting to make money, Can They don't want to hear But the they're not muggins. thinking
1: about living next door to their renters. And when something goes wrong, guess what? Absolutely. And what happens if you don't get back to them fast enough and they got anger issues?
0: Well, when the HVAC goes I out... I could go on and it's on. It's on you to fix and you to pay for. And so that will, that's what worries me, Robert, is it sounds like you're looking to put as little down to get into this thing as possible on a 30 year in order to get the renter to pay the other side. Yeah. And so our housing advice is a 15 year fixed rate mortgage, because we want you in debt for as little time as possible. And where the with the um, payment is no more than a quarter of your take home pay. And so if you can do that, and without having a tenant involved, then I would say you're financially ready to, to get that duplex or buy a house. And that yeah. might mean you need to save up, you know, 40% as a down payment instead of 5% in order to make those numbers work. But it's it's not to be, you know, super fundamental and go, you're doing it wrong if you don't do it this way. It's because of risk. Yeah. And all you see on paper is upside if you can just do the crunch the numbers. But reality is a whole lot different. Yeah. So, Robert, let me just mm.
1: let, me, let me flip this. If you knew that you could buy a home that only you lived in and you could pay it off quickly and then reap the benefits of that very sound investment much later in life. Would you choose that or the housing hack idea?
2: Well, I was always thinking that I could use the housing hack idea as an investment in the future where when I'm maybe on thirty, I can move out of that and have those two being rented and then buy a house after that. But I do like the idea of maybe being able to pay off my own house a lot quicker. Yeah, then, then, buy another,
1: matter, really. then buy another house. But the point is you skip the whole idea where you're a landlord. Yeah. You don't want to be a landlord. You just want to make money wisely. That's what
0: I heard. Yeah. Am I correct?
2: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Yeah. So maybe we, we start looking at, hey, let's get a condo for Robert that he can live in. Maybe you want to get a roommate. Maybe you get a two-bedroom condo and you can get a roommate. Uh, but- I wouldn't go investing in real estate until you've got a paid for house yeah. yourself and you're at a different place financially. And there's no rush. Man, you're twenty three. Who cares if you get into this at thirty-three or forty-three? Everyone feels like I'm too late, Ken, if I don't get into it by the everyone there's an eighteen year old on TikTok who got started and now he's making millions. Man, I, I think we gotta get off I social media for a while. I got a phrase, for, a got a phrase
1: for you.
3: Hit
0: Stop me. with the housing hacks. Stay with the housing facts.
1: Wow, uh, Robert, are you, you going to tweet that? Nothing says middle aged man yeah, like that.
3: that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they don't like that on the talk. No one likes that. Yeah, but it's a fact. It's true. Well, it is. Yeah. Robert, I hope I hope that helps. I know, I did not want to stomp on your uh, your parade there and rain on it, but I've just seen too many situations where it doesn't go according to plan like it did on paper, and the TikTok said it was going to be easy, and it would always work out, and life is just messy, man. So the best thing you can do is walk into this thing with patience, with wisdom, and with more money than you think you need, because it's expensive.
1: Speaking of life hacks, I got one for you folks, all you youngsters out there. I still haven't met anybody
0: that got rich off of TikTok advice. Ooh, that hurt people's feelings, Ken. Oh, I'm sure. They're watching out there. Oh boy. Well, hey, that puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. My thanks to Ken Coleman uh, and all the folks in the booth keeping the show alive and you, America. Thank you for listening. We will be back real soon. Hey, George Camel here. If you love the show and you want a deeper dive on your money journey, we've got a weekly newsletter that gives you helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for the newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.